0: Hello, and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peek. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Josh Peek. And today happens to be Saturday, November the 9th. Hey, everybody, 2019. Um, I'm wearing my Burt Kreischer machine hoodie. I am the machine. It's in uh, Russian uh, propaganda. Um, And also wearing my Marine Corps hat, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm wearing that because... Today's the 9th. Tomorrow is the Marine Corps birthday. Happy birthday, Marines. And Monday is the 11th, which is Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. A lot of people get confused about Veterans Day and Memorial Day and stuff like that. And Especially, you know, family always comes up to me and is like, Hey, happy Memorial Day. I'm like, um, Memorial Day is for when you observe the people who died serving the country. Veterans Day is for people who are serving or who have served. So, thank you to those who uh, do say, you know, something. Um, Now, granted, I feel exceptionally blessed in the fact that I was in when there wasn't any contact of uh, any conflict going on, and I wasn't in harm's way, and I didn't have to harm anybody, and I didn't get harmed. Uh, But many are not so lucky. Many have uh, emotional scars and physical scars that they come home with. Uh, I was going to do a Veterans Day podcast today, with some veterans that I know, that I'm friends with, and we just couldn't figure out scheduling. Um, Weirdly enough, I built this podcast studio and table so that I could have everybody here, and it just never worked out. So we're still going to do it, it's gonna happen. I've got this whole set up for a reason, so uh, just stick around for that, and I'll promote it whenever that happens. Um, My computer is giving me some crap. No, I don't want to do that right now. Stop it, stop it. Um, anyway, I have an update apparently on my computer. I'm not doing that right now. I'm recording. I'm recording. This is a professional, studio, professional-ish studio. I'm playing with the with the sound levels here. I did some stuff this past week trying to get some speakers to work, but it didn't quite work like I'd hoped. Uh, the soundboard apparently doesn't put out enough power for speakers. It does enough for the microphone, but not enough for speakers. Uh, you have to have a preamp or a additional amp in order for sound to come out of speakers. So I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. This is all a process. Anyway, moving past that. Happy Veterans Day. Get back on track, Josh. Happy Veterans Day to the veterans. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you to those who are serving, who those who have served, and uh, not to exclude anybody. I mean, even the Coast Guard. You guys do it a lot. I understand that. Um, so yeah, thank you. Let's talk about stuff I heard, shall we? Okay, here's a few things. I made notes. I hope you guys are proud of me. Like I'm front and back now. I used to do one page. I used to do no pages. I just hit record and even ramble. So anyway, um, stuff I heard. Okay, so Joe Rogan, everybody knows Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan Experience episode thirteen seventy six came out this past uh, week. He did a podcast with Artie Lange. Now, a lot of people may remember Artie Lang from the Howard Stern Show. You know, the most popular radio show, terrestrial radio show in creation. Um, he was on the Howard Stern Show. He was also on Mad TV. Mad TV used to be the show. For those who don't know, that was sort of like a show that was against Saturday Night Live in competition. It was supposed to be live sketch improv comedy. And um, and it was funny. I mean, it was really funny. For a while, it was even funnier than SNL. Um, but he was on both. And for those who know anything about Artie Lang, you know that he's constantly dealt with addiction and drugs. And he's sort of been the train wreck that we've all watched and laughed at or laughed along with. But he's also kind of in a position now where he's realized that it's turned his life into just a horrific reality and already's gotten cleaned up, um, not necessarily due to his own want. But while he was in prison this last time, he said that he was in there long enough that it woke him up and he was able to reevaluate his life and realize this isn't something I want anymore. And Joe and him have a very good conversation. They talk about comedy. They're talking about coming up. They talk about the fact that Artie used to do drugs on Howard Stern's show. He's like, I'm, I'm one of the most popular radio show in the world, and I'm, and I'm committing felonies. He said, at one point, the DEA breaks into the studio to arrest me in the middle of me doing a show. And he's like, but, you know, for a long time I got away with it because it was a popular show, and people were just like, oh, it's just Artie being Artie, you know. So anyway, um, he talks about his bottoms. He had many bottoms in his life. He talks about going to a... Uh, Do a show in Vegas. I think he said 2007, and he did two shows, made about seventy grand per show. And he said, "But uh, I'm I'm an addict. I'm addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to gambling. I'm addicted to women." He said, "And I blew money on the Super Bowl. I blew money on hookers. I blew money on drugs." He said, "When I came back, I was about a hundred thousand dollars in the hole. That's on top of what he made. Okay." And so Joe, like during their conversations, he talks about losing money a lot. And Joe asks him, you know, towards the end of the conversation, he says, if you were to ballpark it, how much would you consider that you've lost due to drugs? And already thought for maybe a second. And he goes, about $3.2 million. <laughs> and he goes, wow, you just came out with that number? He goes, well, I've been thinking about it for years, and I keep adding to it. He said, if I had it, I had it, all, I had it all up, I've, I've wasted $3.2 million dollars. And he said, you know, that's, that's no way to live. It's just, I, I've been foolish. So, you know, if you've seen pictures of Artie lately, he was on the show Crashing, the Pete Holmes show that was on HBO. Um, he was on there for a while and he was gone because apparently come to find out he was arrested. Um, but they, they kind of talk about Artie and they talk about his drug use and they talk about, you know, the fact that he is an addict and he's kind of hard to to wrangle down, and he looks completely different now. If you see pictures of him lately, he's been on Instagram a lot, um, talking to people, talking to the camera. His nose looks demolished. It's completely caved in. Um, and he said that he's had you know, people reach out to him about fixing it, and he said, I don't want to fix it. You know, A huge part of me doesn't want to fix it because every time I look in the mirror, it reminds me of what an idiot I was. It's a reminder to other people around me of how bad it can turn. And so he's doing the 12 steps. He's doing the 12th step. He's, he's trying to help other people. And this is part of the podcast and this is part of their conversation. Um, it's really interesting. It's a really good hang. It's a really good, um, it's a really good perspective from a comedian's life of the ups and downs of things that were good in his life and things that were terrible. And he tells you all of it. So check that one out. Um, Then I listened to uh, the cast, episode 371, with Gary Gullman, G-U-L-M-A-N. Gary and Burt have been friends for a very long time, very good comedian friends. And Gary talks about, uh, at a certain point in his life, being committed to a psychiatric ward and about how he was dealing with depression and suicide on a very heavy level. And they apparently had a mutual friend uh, named Croy who passed away due to suicide and depression. And so they they talk about it. They talk about the fact of, you know, everybody's kind of facing anxiety in their own special way and depression in their own special way. And he talks about some of the things that worked for him and how he has perspective now. And he feels like he's in a good place. And he's like, you know, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm happy. And that's sort of a big step to take. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. That conversation, I think, is necessary for a lot of people to have. It's important for people to understand that, it doesn't matter how great your life seems on the outside, whether you have, you know, he, he played for Boston College football team and basketball team. He was an athlete. He was a stud. He was a funny guy, comedian. Um, And he just, you know, his life just kind of felt like it was falling apart around him and he just couldn't deal with it. And um, it's a good, interesting conversation where he talks about depression and dealing with it and coming out of it and the steps that he took along the way. And... I found it fascinating. Um, He apparently has a comedy show on HBO called The Great Depresh, D-E-P-R-E-S-H, for depression, obviously. The Great Depresh. I haven't seen it yet, but check it out if you're interested. Um, This is a very kind, thoughtful, loving conversation between two really good friends, and it's, it's heartfelt. Like, you can hear emotions in this. You can hear Bert and him go way back just in their conversations. Um, Now I'm listening to Something's Burning. Uncut is on the podcast as well. It's on the Burtcast. He has a cooking show on on YouTube called Something's Burning. Um, Back in episode eight, he had Danish and O'Neill on there. Danish and O'Neill are comedians who have their own podcast. I think it's called The Dollop, or maybe it's a YouTube show called The Dollop. They're hilarious together. They're... They have... They all have infectious laughs. When they were on the BurtCast before, they've done some podcasts where they were like four plus hours doing a podcast together. And it's some of the most fun hangout kind of podcasts that you could listen to because they they tell jokes, they goof around, they talk about their comedy history, they talk about, you know, hanging out with Ari Shaffir and all kinds of craziness. And... Listen, this is a fun hang too. I watched the YouTube show when it was on. Um... It's still on, by the way, and it's not that it's not on. I watched this particular episode when it was on. I watch all of them on YouTube, um, but this is the uncut. This is when, like, the stuff the microphones didn't quite get for the show, they're allowed to do it audio-wise, and it's fun. It's a fun hang, and I'm listening to that now, as a matter of fact. So I did talk about the YouTube part, so let me talk about their show. Right now, Something's Burning has an episode. You can find it if you type in Something's Burning or you can look on the All Things Comedy Network on YouTube. Uh, there's lots of content on there. Um, I get the subscription, so every time there's updates, it kind of lets me know in my little tab on the side, hey, there's a new one by them. Okay, cool. So I check it out. and um, They did an episode recently. Uh, Bert did one with Kyle Kinane and Matt Bronger. Uh, it's a drinking show uh, for this episode. This was recorded before Sober October, so... They're getting pretty hammered on the show, and they, they, they tell some jokes, and they kind of cook along the way, and they make a lot of mistakes, but you can tell that it, these are guys that enjoy drinking together. And listen, if you're in the mood to have a beer and watch along with them and have a beer and just have it on in the background and pretend like it's friends of yours hanging out, this is kind of fun to listen to. Um, let's go back to podcast, shall we? i listen to uh, Dr. Drew After Dark, episode 31 with Taylor Tomlinson. Now, I've heard Taylor Tomlinson on Bert's podcast before. She's a very interesting lady. Um, she has her own podcast called Self Helpless. And she's on Fox with a with a show called What Just Happened. Um she has a Netflix special where she's one of the comedians. It's like a one of those conglomeration deals where they have like a comedy special and everybody gets like thirty minutes. Um it's called Comedy Lineup. Uh, she's on that. Apparently she's a very funny comedian. I haven't really paid attention to her other than listening to her on podcasts. Um, but she has an interesting story about growing up, uh, one of three daughters. Um, apparently her mom passed away when she was eight years old. She has sisters that are, uh, six, four, and two. That's four daughters, Uh, four sisters. Um, And she talks about how devastating that was and how it sort of lended its way into comedy because she, at a certain point in her life, she was in high school and her dad said, hey, let's take an improv comedy thing together. And she was like, what? He said, let's take this class together. Maybe, you know, you're getting ready to go to college soon and you're going to be away and I'm not going to have this kind of relationship with you. And, you know, maybe we could do a class together and it's something we can spend time with. And, and, you know, one of the endearing parts about it is she talks about how the class was like 40 minutes away, so they had to drive to get there. And she said the whole time we're driving, she said, my dad's the kind of guy that, you know, hey, there's a 40-minute drive, we can talk. And I realized that me and her dad have a lot in common because I tended to do the same thing with my kids when they were little. If there was a road trip, I'm like, hey, go with me. And I didn't turn on the radio. Like I rarely turned on the radio when they were little which I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but I would talk to them the whole time. I felt like our time in the car is our time to catch up, our time to communicate on a different level. Um, So I don't know. Maybe you you feel the same way. Maybe you do the same thing. I do the same thing with my wife. We take trips together. We rarely listen to the radio. A lot of times we're talking the whole time. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, fun podcast to listen to. Uh if you enjoy her on this podcast go check out her other podcast self helpless uh i think she does that with uh Kelsey Cook and i don't remember the other girl's name uh missed that one anyway uh then i checked out inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. uh episode 86 is with Simon Rex he was in uh, the scary movie franchise and he did uh, some other franchise uh he was an MTV vj for a while that means video jockey. It's kind of like a disc jockey, but for videos. That's back when MTV used to show music videos, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, he was a VJ back then. He has also a rapper. He called himself Dirt Nasty. Now, some people know who Dirt Nasty is. It's not my generation. I, I missed out on that part. But anyway, the guy's very fun to listen to. He's very introspective. Um, to me, this is more of they're fans of each other, Michael Rosenbaum and Corey I mean, Michael Rosenbaum and uh, Simon Ricks are fans of each other, and this was an excuse for them to hang out and kind of talk about how they came up around the same time, and they tried out for roles around the same time and stuff like that. And It's it's fun to listen to. You know, I'm a fan. I'm going to be listening to Michael Rosenbaum from now on because every episode I listen to, I learn something about myself. I learn perspective. I learn something. Uh, speaking of which, his very next episode, 87, is with Corey Feldman. Now, Corey Feldman has done... God knows how many movies, but I first remember seeing him on The Goonies. He was on, he was on The Goonies. And he did uh Lost Boys, he did uh Dreamy Little Dream. Um bunch of movies. Bunch, bunch, bunch of movies. Not all of them super popular, but a bunch of movies all the same. This, this episode is a lot of him kind of feeling out in the beginning, kind of feeling out Michael to see if he was worthy of a conversation. He got recommended by a friend to do Michael's podcast. And Corey goes there with his wife, and his wife is very protective of him. And you can feel some tension in the beginning of the podcast because as he's asking him questions, his wife starts chiming in with, did you read the book? You should read the book. Why didn't you read the book? Apparently, Corey came out with a book that tells all about his life. And it's sort of his disclosure of everything. Um, He talks a lot on the podcast, though, because him and Michael do get into some conversations about Michael's mom being very abusive, um, his parents both being very abusive, and sort of thrusting him into this role of being uh, a child actor. Uh, He said he was three years old and, you know, couldn't read a script, but he could sing, so they'd lock him in a room and tell him to, to sing the song, you know, learn this song, learn, learn how to sing it, learn it well. So he would go into these little interviews and he was cute and he could sing the song and they'd give him the role based upon how cute he was. And he talks about how devastating it was in growing up in that household with having parents who never really said, I love you, never really cared for him, but was a very physically abusive. I mean, she, he said his mom would, would, you know, beat him and then be like, I'm doing this because I love you, that kind of thing. Very, uh, very odd, very dangerous, very scary. I feel bad for him. And, um, but, but also, like, he's an adult now. He's got perspective. He's gotten therapy, lots of therapy. And he's an advocate now for young actors, and he really is trying to help young actors get guarded by the people who are abusive around them. He talks on this about Drew Barrymore, you know, living a really rough life up to a certain point. And then Steven Spielberg decided that he was going to take care of her and not let anything happen to her. And once he took over, like, like people stayed away from her and respected her and, and treated her well. And he said, I, I want to do that for other people. I want to do that for young actors. I want to make sure that they don't go through what I went through. So good for him. Check out the episode. If you're a fan, um, it's a fun, listen, there's a lot of information. Um, It is a fun listen. I know I I just said that and talked about child abuse, but (laughs) it is a fun listen in the fact that you know you hear this guy who's very perspective on his life now and is figuring out these are the steps that I want to take moving forward, and this is what I want to do to help people. So, like I said, good for you, Corey. Um, I don't normally talk about this, but let's talk about some stuff I watched on YouTube. Casey Neistat is back. Okay, Casey Neistat. If any of you don't know, C A S E Y. N-E-I-S-T-A-T. He's a huge YouTuber. I'm a big fan. I subscribe to him because I watch all of his stuff. Um, I haven't watched his last couple because he's back on the trend of, of making them regularly. He took a big time off, moved his family from New York, which for a large part of what his success on YouTube has been the backdrop and another character of his YouTube channel. New York City has been instrumental, I would say, in being part of the show of the Casey Neistat story. Well, they decided to move out to California to be closer to his wife's family and also because he's starting to do more multimedia stuff, more movies and hanging out with celebrities and doing projects with them. And and it's it's a good excuse to get away from the hustle bustle of New York City and to own some land and to be able to play with their daughter, daughters, daughters, He's got two daughters now. Um, anyway, he put out a new video. Um, DJI, they make the Mavic. I, I had one of the, the Mavic drones. Um, it's very cool. They have a new one. They have the uh, Mavic Mini. It's about 400 bucks. It looks video-wise like it's very comparable to the regular Mavic. Um, I watched his, his comparison video. He does this great job of intermixing side by side views and letting you see the difference in textures and resolution and stuff like that while he flies them on similar paths so that you can kind of get a good glimpse of the technology. Um he's one of the guys that I really admired and, and wanted to aspire to 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 learn some of the editing tricks that he does. But as I started watching him, I realized at a certain point that I'm not Casey Neistat. Like his his motor, his drive is way quicker than mine. His attention to detail is way quicker than mine. His, his, I don't know, there's something in his brain that clicks on a different level. And that's okay. Listen, we're all out here doing our own thing. My thing is being able to turn the camera on and talk. His thing is editing. He's really good at editing. Um, he's got new videos out. I haven't watched them. But if you want to see what the next level of editing is check him out. Also check out Dan Mace, D-A-N-M-A-C-E. Dan's a friend from uh, South Africa. Um, He worked with Casey for a good year, almost. I may be uh, stretching that. It may be a few months. Anyway, it seemed like a year. They put out a ton of content together. They learned a lot of tricks from each other in editing, and Dan, I think Dan's a better editor than Casey, which is crazy to say, but Casey's content seems to flow smoother If that makes any sense Dan is more talking about the existential uh, things in life that need uh, attacking or challenging and he likes to challenge you the viewer he's very focused on I've thought about this holy crap moment in life and I want to talk to you guys about it and I want you to talk about it I want us to be part of this thing together so check out Dan Mays as well Let's talk about the biggest, dumbest thing that I've done. Have I talked about everything I've got written down? Yeah. Let's talk about one of the biggest, dumbest things that I've done lately. I bought tickets to the wrong comedy show. I know right now, if you know me and you know anything about me, I'm very meticulous when it comes to planning things, and I pay attention to things. I'm I'm very on it most of the time. And this is the biggest bonehead move that I've made in quite a while. Uh, Bert Kreischer, you guys know Burt Kreischer, Burk has a new comedy sh- special coming out. Uh, he's recording a Netflix special in Cleveland, Ohio. And after that gets recorded, he's going to be doing new content. Um, tickets went on sale for the new tour. The old tour was called the Body Shots World Tour. The new tour is going to be called Birdie Boy. Now, Birdie Boy is what his wife and his daughters and his sisters, they all call him Birdie Boy. Sort of a nickname that's came up along the way. And he thought, well, this is easy to remember. I'll just call it the Birdie Boy tour. Now, one of the things that Bert does really well is promotional videos. So to get ready for this, if you're a fan of his, he put out these promotional videos and he said, you know, hey, you know, if you guys are interested to to buy pre-sale tickets, they're available now. And he hired like some local, it looks like a high school band maybe, to play uh, uh, the Rubber Rubber Band Man song. And meanwhile, he's like, dancing outside of a pool, wearing a speedo and twirling a baton. And it's, it's hilarious. And I mean, they're all in his backyard. (laughs) He's got this full band playing while he's dancing around in the backyard and there's balloons. And I mean, it's, it's huge. It's a huge promotional thing and it's fun and it's funny and it's a good time. Um, so anyway, I saw tickets going on sale for presale, and I was like, "Hey, they go on they go on sale on Wednesday." I happen to have Wednesday off. Let me see if I can get tickets. So, I knew I wanted to buy tickets, and I wanted to buy enough for my friends. So I was like, "All right, I know I know a few of my friends are going to be in right away." So let me see how many tickets I can buy. I was thinking if I could buy like eight or ten, that'd be really cool because then i can I can probably sell some to some friends that want to go, and that way you know, I'm out of pocket initially, but then I can make some of the money back. But the biggest thing is we can get tickets together. So we kind of sit together so we can kind of, you know, go as a group and have fun. And anyway, as I get older, I'm looking for more things to do with my friends that we can do as a group because I mean, how many more years do we have to do this? I'm 45 now. So if you can't spend time with people now, what the heck is the point? If you wait too long, they die. So (laughs) not to make this all grim, but anyway, so I go online and I look for tickets and using the promo code, I can get tickets for about 60 bucks each. And with taxes and fees, it makes it about 80 bucks a piece. Well, I was looking for when he's going to be in my area. Okay. So Saturday, May 16th, he's supposed to be in Augusta, Georgia. Sunday, May 17th, he's supposed to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went online and went through the process of looking up prices for what I thought was Augusta on Saturday the 16th because, you know, Augusta kind of works out to where one of my buddies, his dad and his brother both live in that town. They have extra bedrooms. Uh, My wife's sister's family lives in that town. They have extra bedrooms. If we went, it would only cost us the ticket and then then I could have Charles go, um, who's my wife's sister's husband. Um, and it's a Saturday, so nobody would really have to take any time off of work per se. I mean, my buddy Josh Treadaway would have to, cause he's a bartender, but I mean, seven months out is time enough to kind of swing some things around and, and work around it. But it was like, all right, so how do we do this? How do we set it up? Um, we'll figure that part out. Let's just go ahead and get tickets. And I, I just sent everybody a group message and said, who's in? And right away four of the guys were like, I'm in. I was like, Cool. I thought, you know, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I bet my brother would go too. Let me see if he feels okay. So he's like, yeah, yeah, if I don't have anything planned, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a coach, so it kind of depends on what he's got scheduled, you know. But anyway, I thought, okay, we'll figure the rest out. Um, I could probably ask Kyle, you know, my buddy Chip at work. I know he's into Burt Kreischer. Him and his wife both are. And I thought, okay, let me just see how many tickets I can get. Like I said, who knows? So I go online and I, I go to click the thing and I'll, you know, The seats are kind of adjusting quickly because people are buying them. It shows you what's available and what's not. And as you click groups, you go to hit buy now and it says these are already sold out. I'm crap. So I'm clicking and I'm moving stuff around. and I'm like, come on, let's let's just get tickets. Let's get tickets. And then finally I get it. And it says, "You you can't get more than four in this section. And I was like, oh, come on. So I go to find another section and I'm doing the same thing, clicking and clicking and moving stuff around. And finally it says, okay, these are available. Do you want them? Well, the most they would let me get is six. And I was like, okay, well, six is fine. I'll just get six. So I go and I purchase the things and I go through the whole process and I send everybody a message and I was like, all right, cool. I got tickets. They're about 80 bucks a piece. You know, if you guys are in, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, cool. So I go ahead and I purchase. I get to you know busy doing my day, doing other stuff. And I come home and I open the computer back up and I look and I realize that I've bought the wrong day. I bought Sunday in Charlotte. I didn't buy Augusta. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because if it's Sunday out of town, most people have to go to work on Monday. Who's going to be available to do that? And I thought, crap. And I thought, okay, well, let me see if I can get Ticketmaster to kind of work with me. So I sent them a message and I said, hey, listen, I screwed up. I thought I was buying tickets for this day and I bought them for this other day. Is there any way I can I can get my refund on this so that I can go back and purchase the ones for this other one? Or can you guys help me out and help me purchase tickets for this day and just swap it for the day? Well, come to find out, the ones in Augusta are only sold by the Augusta Bell Auditorium. They're not sold by Ticketmasters. They couldn't do it. Uh, hang on, i got to reset my camera. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So they, they said they couldn't do it. They were like, sorry, we don't, we don't do tickets for that one. Uh, we can't swap it. And I was like, oh, come on. And I thought, all right, well, I guess I could resell these. I don't know. I mean, this was kind of pricey to, to, to do. Let me just take a chance and put it on this, you know, group message and just see if who else is in. So I sent a group message out. And I said, hey, I just did the most bonehead thing. I bought the wrong tickets. And I swear, no more than two minutes later, my buddy Greg down in Albany, Georgia, writes back and says, I'm still in. And I was like, all right, there we go. I got one guy in. And, you know, one by one, I've had guys tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still in. Well, we figured it out. And I'm like, all right, cool. So looks like we're still doing it. We're going to do it Sunday. Uh, May 17th, so if you want to go see Burt and come hang out with us, look for tickets online at com slash tour, look up the area that you want to go to and select select it. Um, We're going to be, like I said, in in Charlotte on May 17th, so if you want to come hang out with us, have a beer, tell some jokes, be silly, Um, I'm sure we'll be hanging out, so look us up. Let me know. Talk to me. Let me know. Um, What else? Oh, there's a guy on Instagram, Voice Monster Edits. Um, On Twitter, it says it, it's the same thing, Voice Monster Edits, and it says, a.k.a. Colin Metzger, I think is his name. I watch a lot of his videos because he does a lot of editing of Bert and Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir and stuff like that where he edits it together to tell a funnier story than what's happening, or to tell a different story than what's happening, and he does a really good job of editing uh, videos, and I watch his like, personal stuff, where he's at home just farming, and he's got the camera on him, and he's silly. He's a silly guy. He's, he looks like he's fun to hang out with. Um, I've sent stuff to him. He sent stuff to me uh, through social media, and he posted that he was going to see Bert Kreischer in concert last night. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Have fun. And he wrote back right away and he's like, he's like, had a, you know, had a blast. Well, I opened up my Instagram this morning and come to find out he got to meet Bert on the tour bus. There is a video, a little, real quick flash of him hanging out behind Bert. He's like, oh shit, I'm hanging out with Colin. And he's in the background. He's like, he shaved his beard off and everything. And, but it's him. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. So I sent him a message on Instagram and on Twitter and he wrote back and he's like, yeah, yeah that's really cool. You know, so, um, so that's cool. Good for you, dude. That's awesome. I'm a little jealous. I'm lying. I'm very jealous. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome though. Seriously. Um, you know, it's one of those things though, when they say that, uh, what would you, what would you tell your heroes if you ever got to meet your heroes? And not that Bird's a hero, but Bird's a celebrity of sorts, um, to a lot of people, uh, I guess to me included, um, you know, it raises the question, what would you say if you got to meet your hero? And I did get to do a meet and greet one time with Bert. I stood in line to buy this sweatshirt uh, with my brother Alex and I got up close to him and I said, hey, I just want to tell you real quick, I'm a truck driver. You saved my life. I was asleep driving on the road when someone introduced me to podcasts and I've been listening to you since day one. And you've entertained me and kept me awake and kept me alive all this time. And I just want to say thank you. And he's like, awesome, brother. That's really cool. I mean, what else do I need to say? I mean, I could tell him how his wife inspired me to do a podcast by talking about Anchor. And, you know, I could talk to him about the countless podcasts I listened to on different people's podcasts just by typing in his name in a search engine. I mean, I don't want to be like super creepy and stalkery ish but, but. Maybe I have been sort of a super fan, so I'll own that. I'm a super fan, you know, whatever. My wife's just learning to deal with it. I've got her listening to Leanne's podcast. I'm listening to Leanne's podcast. I listen to both of them whenever they're on anything else, so go figure. I just realized me saying all that. is that Is that me telling you more about me than Bert? I don't know. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast, so you're learning a little bit about me in the process. Um... I don't want to finish this up without talking about the chairs. If you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K, you'll see where I've been working on cedarwood projects nonstop. Uh, this past week, I've built two chairs. Two chairs. I was going to build the two chairs for this room, for this podcast, for the Veterans Day podcast. And sort of under the gun, In you know, I got to get it done, got to get it done, got to get it done. I hear that in my head all the time. What are you waiting on? got to get it done. Let's go. So I wrapped these two chairs up pretty much. They're not quite ready, but I've been posting stuff online. A friend of mine that I worked with reached out to me and he was like, Hey, I'm interested um, in buying some chairs from you. i you know, I really like the two that you just built. And I thought, okay, well I didn't make it to get the people here and I don't necessarily need the chairs right now. I can use chairs from the other part of the house, even though they're not cedar. I can still build something for people later on. And my wife and I talked about maybe doing a, a bench instead of chairs. But anyway, point being, he reached out and he was like, hey, I'm, I like these chairs. And the fact that he said these chairs kind of struck me and I thought, I mean, I, yeah. He's like, would you be interested in selling them? And I was like, yeah, I, I guess so. So... I've never sold anything before. I've never sold any, well. That's not entirely true. I've never sold anything I've made before. All this furniture so far has just been for me. And you know, he asked me, he's like, you know, what would you what would you be willing to sell these for? And I and I was like, I don't really even know what to price it at. And I talked to my wife about it, and we debated it, and we talked about you know what is the what is the materials involved? What is you know the cost of the wood? The cost of the sandpaper, the cost of the urethane, the cost of the screws, the cost of the electricity, the cost of what is your time worth? What is your, you know, and if I were to price my time, there's no way to adequately put a price on it. I mean, I can't price it at what I'm getting paid at work. That's just not a thing. But I also need to make it somewhat affordable so that anybody wants to buy anything if I'm wanting to sell it. And, you know, I just threw, he, he's like, just, just throw out a number. <laughs> so I, I threw out a number. I was like, I don't know. What about this? And I just threw out a number. And he wrote back right away. He said, I'll take it. And I was like, really? Cool. So thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to have him on the podcast. His name's Quade. Um, I'm going to have Quade on the podcast. Quade's very interesting to me. I follow him on Instagram as well. Um, he's learning to make his own beer. He has like a little microbrewery going on in his house. He's learning to make his own beer. He is teaching himself how to play guitar and plays really well. Uh, appears to be into the same kind of music I'm into nineties grunge music. And, um, Hey, you know, he's, he's digging what I'm doing and I'm digging what he's doing. So at some point here, we're going to hang out and get to spend some time together. And, uh, you'll learn a little bit more about Quaid as I will. So, Anyway, thank you, buddy. I look forward to doing this. Uh, I still have to uh, put another coat or two of urethane on it, and then it'll be done. So, all right, that's it. I'm gonna wrap this up. Thanks everybody. To um, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody for being a part of this. Uh, again, I apologize for the fact that we couldn't get together for the big Veterans Day thing, but that's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. Everybody's gonna be in this together, so at some point it's gonna it's gonna be a thing all right so thanks again y'all take care and as always, cue the cow.